You will notice that every episode of Monkeys Took My Jetpack contains an explicit tag, meaning there may be language which would be unsuitable for work or for children. This time, we mean it. You've been warned. Monkeys Took My Jetpack. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, and thank you for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 55. Today we're back with another Dresden Files session, session number 10, as it happened. It's been a while, so if you need to go back and catch up, feel free to do so. We'll be waiting. Alright, glad you're back. That didn't take too long. <laughs> we are about to rejoin our heroes in the Never Never. And uh, before we do that, I would just like to apologize for the delay of how long this took to bring this episode to you. Life being what it is, sometimes we just have to make these sacrifices and hope for the best. But we're back. Stay that way. Things are finally picking up in personal areas that I won't go into. They've got a ways to go, but I think this should be the last of the big delays. Of course, I could be jinxing it, but here's hoping. Anyway, our cast of characters, as always, includes Trilobite as our awesome game master. Yours truly, Blind Geek, as David Mercury. Josh, as Ezra Crooklyn. And Thunderstep, as Adam Dipple. Yes, there is a name missing from our usual cast, and we will go into that in just a moment. But first, go get yourself a cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Monkeys Took My Jetpack, number 55, Snake Trail. Hey everybody, welcome to Monkeys Took My Jetpack. Hi everyone, we're here. Hi. Hello. How you doing? It's probably only been a week or so since you're here last time. <laughs> <laughs> I did not die alone in a fire. <laughs> That's a good thing. I had plenty of people with me. Yeah, I mean, come on. I'm not some kind of loser. I'm going to take people with me. <laughs> we are bearing ill tidings due to family obligations. Moondog is no longer going, or at least not for the foreseeable future, going to be able to game with us. So we are going to carry on as best we can. And, uh... Is that necessary? <laughs> No, not, not, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps we haven't introduced you to our new player. <laughs> uh. 
Now I can't edit that out. <laughs> or that. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome Thunderstep into the fold. <laughs> How classy can I be? Uh, I, I apologize. That was either very good or very bad timing. Depends on how you look at it. Yeah. I'm saying good. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but anyway, due to the unfortunate fact that he has had to bow out, Logan Shaw will be rendered an NPC. If I understand correctly, we're going to be minimizing his presence so as not to tamper with Moondog's character any more than necessary. Correct. Or Yeah, okay. Now, I hope everything's okay with him. I hope everything's okay with his family. And You're here. Yeah, I think he'll be all right. He'll get things sorted. Well, hopefully they won't be too sorted. Oh. I'm just going by what you said, sir. I'm actively in right. you right now. That's my fault. Okay. That's my fault. <laughs> That's entirely... Yeah, that was me. I'm sorry. Lack of enunciation has its consequences, sir. No, I enunciated perfectly. You just chose to misunderstand me. <laughs> Lack of enunciation. Tool number one in the Pun Master's kit. That's right. Among our many tools <laughs> are such instruments as... Fear and surprise. And lack of enunciation. That's right. Happy So, do you guys feel like doing some Dresden? Mm, nah. Okay. <laughs> Screw it. <laughs> I'm going to go down a bottle of agua diente and then go to sleep. Assholes. You bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so, first things first. Go ahead, guys. If you have not brought your fate up to refresh or kept it higher, if it was higher than that to begin with, please do so now. I am at three. I'm over my face. Yay. I'm at one. So I'm good. Do I get rid of this mild mental that I had? That was the next thing. Clear out any consequences you guys may have, with the exception of some of you, you know who you are, who have ongoing consequences that cannot be cleared up without special means. Ooh, I'm up to two. Yay. Next thing. Who feels like starting off a summary to help those of us whose minds are like steel sieves with remembering exactly where we was and what we is, was, has been, was doing? I just remember we were in the Never Never. We were getting ready to go in. Oh, I thought you we were gone in. in. Yeah, we were either in or just stepping through. I think yeah, I mean, just we weren't in through. yet. We were just stepped through. I'll have you know, sir, my mind is like a steel trap. It's just rusted shut. Rusty <laughs> and illegal in five states. <laughs> yeah, you guys had just stepped in. Key to all of this, do you remember why you were here? Looking for a giant earth snake spirit. Yes. Do you remember why oh, yeah, that was? Right. Because I'm convinced that the Castellaniantic is drawing power from it. And I have reason to believe that it's been lending me its power for whatever reason. Excellent. Do you remember also, how you... no small amount of morbid curiosity. And Thunderstep, sound like you had something there? You guys drug me along because you needed muscle. And also, I think some of the crucial events went down in your bookstore. Oh, yeah, we ran into that one girl who had a book of something. Yeah. The Twin Great Serpents, that's who I'm going looking for, from the Shumash Indians. Yes. Out by the O'Shaughnessy Dam. That's what I've yep. gotten written down. I don't have anything about the girl and her Castadanyantic evil tome. Yeah, she had this uh, this tome which uh, talked about that's reaching right. out to another, this thing beyond the gates of sleep and drawing power to realize your intentions in the world. 
through focused dreaming and reaching out to this being. And Adam was chasing her down, trying to get the book. Yeah, he... I was trying uh, to return the book to her, because she just left it. Uh, I spilled coffee on it. Yep. Well, yeah. She <laughs> just left it, and then she acted all weird before she took off. And you recognized her. She was this runaway who had showed up at your place you a couple... Recognize. Yes, uh, a couple years ago, and then had disappeared after that. Yeah, and, and for her to all of a sudden show up in a pretty high fluting car, if I remember. Yeah, there was another woman waiting for her at the wheel of a car, and she piled in, and they sped off, and it was some sort of supercharged luxury sedan. Which still brings the question, why was I going into the... I, I'm not like in a ditch or anything, but why was I going into the never-never with them again? Because you were really concerned about the Kostodon Yantik and Blind Geek. Josh, I don't know, maybe help refresh Thunderstep's memory on this thing? Probably no small amount of me threatening to pester him for quite some time if he didn't. You do that already. <laughs> no, more than normal. Okay. Come here for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Castadon Yantek, remind... It's a demon. A very Cthulhu-like... Yeah, he's a outsider, or whatever they're called. Okay, yeah, that would motivate Adam. Yeah, it's, it's an outsider, which I think That's Ezra had explained as being like a sort of dark lord of dreams hiding behind masks and giving all kinds of people power but really masquerading hiding its own agenda behind that and it had been here some time ago maybe a very long time ago and then was trying to return and if i remember correctly this is your neighborhood this is your yeah. city and you and, don't want that happening yeah and having a girl that i took in was trying to help mm-hmm fall prey to some kind of outsider demon uh, no yes <laughs> not on my watch and the not other on, characters not on my street <laughs> <laughs> the other characters i think you had picked up that something was going on with them and that girl and your talk about runaway that girl your talk about runaways and kids and stuff like that yeah. you had picked up that something was going on with these guys with that but they hadn't mentioned uh, exactly whatever it was, what it was. Really? Sorry, son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, oh, so do you guys remember what the area you had stepped into was like? I don't think we got to the description, because all I remember was stepping over, and then it's like, and we're going to end here. We did, but it was pretty brief. You guys had peered through. Oh, so, uh, yeah. It was, it was the valley, but not underwater. Yes, exactly. And you are on the slopes above the valley in a thick primeval forest of redwoods and smaller pines with thick undergrowth. And just as you had stepped through, David had felt a cold feeling of spiritual dread. That's my feeling every morning before coffee. <laughs> and that, I think, was where we had left the group. So, how about we pick up there? What do you think? Sounds good to me. All right. All right. So you've just stepped through. I believe, Ezra, you had closed the portal behind you guys? Yes. Okay. Because I didn't want any beachgoers to wander through. No, that would probably be a bad thing. So this is sealed up. You guys are on a steep hillside. The area around you is clearly like steep and rolling hills. Very thick primeval forest. Smells really weird to you two uh, city-born characters. And Adam, the last time you smelled air like this was up in the Swiss Alps a long time ago. Yeah, kind of and refreshing. <laughs> oh, it's fresh uh, air. It's, uh, <laughs> very quiet. 
dim, verdant light. You know, there's uh, not so much shadows as a, as a kind of gloaming, like the, the air itself just glows with a very dark green light instead of turning to blackness where there ordinarily would be shadows. And that is when you, David, are struck by this feeling of dread. I'm going to use my righteousness to put up, quote, shields, unquote. I don't even know if I can do that, but I can make a case for it. Yeah, sounds right. And I believe that would be conviction, which is superb. Take a quick look here. I certainly would say that you can make a kind of prayer for aid, as it were, or prayer for protection. That's a big part of the whole Christian faith. Yep. I got minus two, so whatever we decide, it's going to be at three, which we've done. It's been so long, I can't remember what the hell three is now. Doesn't matter. I use the numbers anyway. Mm, okay. Fair. Okay. Give me some flavor as to what you're exactly doing first. Uh, I am putting on the whole armor of God. To use a scriptural quote. Absolutely. If we're on the never-never, I don't have any idea as to how that would actually manifest itself. But that's okay. Tell me what you're doing. I offer up a quick prayer. Protect me from this, whatever is out there. It's more of an inward thing than an outward thing. There's not a lot of... Yes. Yeah. So I'm trying... That's why I'm having trouble describing it. I kind of have an idea in my head of what... We don't need any special effects. I just need to know your actions. Oh, okay. It's just an inward, very quick prayer. How do you feel in moments of prayer? It's interesting. I was thinking about this because I'm reading the Dresden Files books again, and I've just finished book five where we meet... God dang it, I can't remember his name. The Russian knight. The atheist. Yeah. And I thought, man, that's a lot like what I picture David Mercury as having in his beliefs... Maybe he actually struggles with, why have I been picked for this? I'm not even sure what I believe, and yet I know Absolutely. this is real. You and, were dealing with some of that a couple episodes ago. Yeah, and so when he prays, he feels a connection, but he's constantly kind of surprised at the fact that he feels the connection. So I'll say you feel a tremendous, sourceless understanding. Yeah. A vast and distant compassion. Yeah, that sounds right. And mechanically, we're going to use righteousness here. That will allow you to use your conviction skill for pretty much anything that you see as your holy mission here. Now, they don't really go into this, but I'm going to ask for a specific mission, like a vow. What is it that you think God wants you to do here? Defend the innocent. Okay, so from now, pretty much until the end of this chapter, whatever you want to call it, Okay. When you are defending the innocent here, you can use your conviction score in place of any other score. Sweet. If it's higher. Okay. That's cool. That's what righteousness does for you. Sounds good to me. So, as you are doing that, the three of you hear a rustling in the undergrowth behind you. I turn around. Turning around with the shotgun. <laughs> I turn around. The first thing you see is the corpse of some sort of animal. It's maybe six, eight feet long, including the kind of aquatic-looking tail. It's clearly got flukes on there. This thing has six limbs, and it looks like some sort of chimera, like a blend of many different animals. Oh, sweet. The hell? Or... <laughs> How big? Uh, about six to eight feet long, and uh, it's got good mass, like a deer. So this thing would have been man-sized, but bigger and heavier in life. I walk over to it. 
try to take a look at what's going on here. As you start to take the first step, uh, first of all, you can see that it's badly mauled. And you see the source of the rustling, namely a very large, lean, almost torpedo-like shape moving laterally to you. It's side to you, moving off clockwise, moving on four legs through the dense underbrush, part of its body like this scaly, scooted back with a long, sweat back fin on top. It's all like in mottled greens and browns, and you catch one black, dead-looking eye staring at you for a moment before Land it shark. continues to circle. Land shark! Ezra, shut up. And we are in a conflict. I keep turning to keep my face toward the thing. Excellent. So, now, first of all, guys, this area consists of two zones. There is the ground, and above that, the trees. Sensible enough. Okay. Ground has the aspect thick undergrowth. The trees have the aspect towering bowls. Okay. We've got two groups here, you guys and bad guys. Did I miss and something because I thought there was only one? Two groups, you guys and bad guys. But there's only one bad guy. That, that we you see. Know. Gotcha. I just wanted to make sure I hadn't missed anything. I'm betting there's probably a pack. Oh, lovely. And this goes by order of alertness, which means, if I'm, unless I'm mistaken, David, you're first, because you've got an alertness of plus four. Well, do we, do we go by just the skill, or do we do a test? I think last time we did a test to kind of mix things up a little yeah, bit. Yes. By the book, you go by just the skill, oh, if okay. I remember correctly. I believe you're right, but the, I think, but the, I think uh, you guys would like to mix things up. optional rule, I believe. Yeah. And as oh, I recall, you guys like mixing it up. Yep. So why doesn't everybody give me an alertness roll? Or, in some cases, uh, perhaps conviction would be useful. David? I am at grade four. I'm also at four. Yeah, my alertness is at two. Okay. But since he and I tied... Then alertness would be next. Yours, I think, is four, and I think Ezra's is three. Okay, so David... Yes. What are you doing? Um, Feel a sense of purpose here. You know that this is part of what you have been called upon to do. To vanquish these things or to... Something about this whole thing just feels right. Okay. Do they look like they're going to attack? You see one partial shape circling. I'm going to fire my gun, but I'm not attempting to damage. I'm attempting to draw attention. So what are you doing? Firing up into the air? Yeah. Over the, firing, over the thing? Yeah. Firing up into the air, but in its general... I'm trying to get across the idea that if I'd wanted to, I could have hit it, even though I didn't. I'm not sure it's going to be cool, intelligent Just enough. tell me what your action is. What you doing? I'm firing the gun into the air. Okay. I don't need a firearms roll for that. What I do need, it sounds like, is an intimidation roll. I know I have that because it's part of my cop thing. It is fair. Okay, so it's at three... So let me roll and get a minus one. So I'm at, that's pathetic, I'm at two. I'm going to use one of my two fate points to... Go for it. I'm going to tag my gun aspect. St. Vicente, I think it is, or whatever. I have to look at my sheet. Mm-hmm. And my re-roll ended up with exactly... What a... Dang it. <laughs> that's a great start, let me tell you. I tell you, hey... 
re-roll didn't help at all. Didn't hurt, but didn't help, so... Oh, well. Yeah, at least it didn't hurt. Okay. You fire the gun into the air. It sounded like you were aiming over the shape. Yes, with a very crappy intimidation roll of two. Ezra. I am using my shotgun and not shooting in the air, but in fact shooting at the monster. Right. Give me a firearms roll. Oopsie. Hey, it's not bad. Uh, that's a two. No, hey. sorry. That's a one. <laughs> and your shotgun, give me the weapons rating on that. That's a or good was question. that your two? I got a one result there. Oh, okay, uh, gotcha. To, to, to hit. Primary, hold on. Let me look it up. I thought I had this written down at one point. I'd say weapon three. Sounds good to me. Let's say that. Excellent. So there's a startled grunt followed by a low, loud hiss. And the thing emerges from the undergrowth. It's hobbling on three legs. One leg terminates in a freshly scarred stump. It has two spears sticking out of it, made of some kind of strange wood. One is sticking out below where the thing's throat would be, and the other one up near that fin. Hmm. It has cold, black, dead eyes, a blunt, torpedo-like head. The whole thing is covered in armored scutes, not unlike an alligator, maybe. It's mottled black and green and has the, the sleek, torpedo-like shape of an aquatic predator. Its most prominent feature now showing are its jaws, which distend, swinging forward, deploying row upon row of triangular razor teeth as it lunges for you, David. Well, that's just ducky. Hey, you got its attention. I did. I may be just some dumb country boy, but that looks to me like a predator. Correct me if I'm wrong. The thing has only three legs? Yeah, uh, it has... It had four, but one of them ends in the oh, okay. in a okay. freshly scarred stump. I misunderstood that too. Okay, I was like, so "Wow, this thing's a tripod. That's pretty cool." Yeah, <laughs> tripod, main tripod. Okay, but it was a quadruped that is now missing a leg. Okay, mm-hmm. and has spear sticking in it, and still looks pretty damn tough. <laughs> Big nasty monster. You could see it flinch and then turn and whip in anger toward you, Ezra. Okay, he's attacking David. And David's got so, God on his side. Okay. I was waiting for the player for some reason. I forgot that I kind of have to give some numbers too, doesn't I? <laughs> okay. Sure We've got an attack of four coming at you. All right. Well, my athletics roll was minus one. Seems to be a freaking theme with my character today. So that puts me at three. You can use your conviction here. Oh, well, then in that case, it's four. So we're tied. Do scene aspects get a free... Tag? Yes, basically. Ordinarily, like, you might have to discover them, and then you can do that. But since I told you, because they're obvious, right? Uh, you can tag them, and the first tag is free. Okay, then I would like to... And I don't know if this is legal, because I'm defending with athletics, and I already took my actual action, so I will tell you what I would like to do, and you can let me know if I can't. That's fine. Uh, I would like reasons. to hop up into a tree. As he's running at me, I just go, I'm tagging the towering towering bulls aspect, shimmying up the tree to get out of its way as it's coming at me. Right. (laughs) So you find a big California pine. You're climbing up this thing as fast as you can. What's that give you total? Six. Okay. And you narrowly escape 
This thing, big as a grizzly bear, claws the tree, sending splinters flying, and lunges upward. Its teeth snap shut audibly behind you, severing a branch as thick as your leg. Okay, I'm done playing nice. I I was going to be compassionate, but this thing's starting to piss me off. The tree is bending and creaking, and you're dropping down toward the ground slowly but surely as it leans its weight on it. From behind the group, a second one emerges, exploding from the undergrowth, low to the ground, its jaws distending hideously, it snaps at Ezra. Ezra, you got another four attack coming at you. Dodging with athletics. What's that look like? Are you throwing yourself to the side in a panic? Is this some cool practice maneuver? No, I'm, I'm scuttling. I'm, I'm lifting the shotgun <laughs> up between me and it and scuttling backwards. Nice. Just making like, ah, voice noises. <laughs> Not at all cool. That is a four. Ooh. Unless you feel like tagging something. I am. Did he already tag the thick underbrush? Uh, No. Then I will tag thick underbrush as I like back away, getting between, getting, you know, between me and it, getting the shrubbery and whatnot between me and it and my gun as much as I can. So it, uh, you pull back into like a deadfall. There's a whole bunch of branches that have just kind of built up and uh, find yourself up against a redwood, smaller redwoods growing up out of the fallen one. This thing's teeth are inches away from you, snapping. It's hissing, making a horrible sound like a like a angry bull gator. Adam! <laughs> and it. Adam... You can see this one is much smaller, and you can see its ribs showing through. It looks stunted, like there's something wrong with it. Okay, tell me if this is possible. Almost certainly. Okay, well, I would like to grab the tail of the runt that's going after Ezra Mm -hmm. and use it to slam it into the one with the spear Uh, sticking in it. That is highly cool. So... You grab for it. Yeah, it's got this long tail that splits into a like a high upper fin and a lower smaller fin. More handholds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so would this be might or fists? This would absolutely be a might roll just okay. to grab onto it. All right. Well, it's a good thing <laughs> I have the inhuman strength. Yes. So, this would be improved lifting. Absolutely. That's why I'm going straight to a might roll as opposed to going fist to grab it and defense and da-da-da. Plus three to your might score. It does say just for inanimate things. How do you feel about that? I'm going to let it go here. All right. Oh, great. That boosts my might from three to six. Six. You're going to need it, so. Yeah, I kind of figured. Ah, oh, jeez. Two pluses and two minuses. So I'm at six. That's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's pretty good, actually. 
So you've got a hold of this thing and you tug, but it digs in with all four feet. It's got powerful recurved talons on the ends of its scaly, skinny, bony legs. And it's digging into the thick, soft earth, just snapping at Ezra, but it's not getting any closer to him, despite both of you straining against each other with your full might. Okay. <laughs> that brings us back to David. All right, I'm firing the gun. From my perch in the tree. <laughs> Excellent. This is another case where you can use conviction if you need to. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think I will, because guns is at three. If I use conviction, that's at five, plus two is seven. And also, keep in mind, the gun has... Holy powers. Yeah. And I believe, I'm going to double check here real quick, but I think for you, no ordinary or no supernatural defenses apply. And if it is being used in line with its proper purpose, I get Which a plus one to the firearm. So now we're at eight. Yes. The thing continues to try to climb up or push down or crush the tree. It does not flinch or even seem to acknowledge the existence of the firearm as you bring it to bear. It roars out, and how much damage is that total? Well, it's eight, and then the weapon rating is three, so Jesus. Eleven. Wow. Yeah. That's going to hurt. The thing flies backward, tumbling a short distance when it hits the ground. It no longer has anything but the ruins of a skull where its head had been. And I shall smite thee! I need to go memorize that Pulp Fiction speech, even though it's not exactly accurate. It's still just damn fun. It's still pretty good. Yeah. Hey. You can aim some uh, of that smiting over here! (laughs) (laughs) The runty, skinny one, now that you've shouted, seems to notice you. It whips its whole body from side to side in a weird, sinuous motion, trying to throw you off. I'm pretty sure you can beat a one on a might roll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Four. God, these fate dice do not like me tonight. That's good enough. You're still holding on, and Ezra, your action. Smiting, coming up. Uh, I drop the gun, uh, flick my wrist so my wand comes out of my sleeve into my hand. <laughs> point it at the one that uh, Adam's wrestling with. Shout, yeah. oh, uh, Focus blast of sonic energy comes shrieking out at it. Attacking with discipline, it defends with athletics. Ooh, I am spending a fate point. <laughs> <laughs> for my DIY wizard mm-hmm. aspect, just because I'm, I'm studied. I know what I'm doing. I can focus on this. And I'm trying that again. That is moderately better. Still coming at it with uh, four. Hey. It doesn't so much try to get out of the way as visibly recoils like almost before the first wave hits it, you think? And its eyes disappear. by the way. Yeah. Uh, You see one thing very clearly. You see its eye, this black eye, like the size of the palm of your hand, disappear 
like just rolling up into its head completely as it shies away and then is blown the rest of the way away from you. It's like when a fish is brought up onto the land, hooked through the side of its mouth, that weird curve they'll do, and then it, it tumbles and it's flopping and thrashing, uh, making a sound like a tea kettle in an echo chamber. Huh. What a hard way to die. <laughs> Adam... This thing, six feet long, maybe 300, 350 pounds, is uh, thrashing and whipping around in the undergrowth, making a horrible noise. It's clearly done for. Okay, well, I'm just going to go and put the thing out of its misery. Let's see, I got a grip on its tail. You had a grip on its tail. I'll say as strong as you are, you could have maintained that if you wanted to. All right, I'll let go of the tail, but its jaws are open, right? Oh, yeah, open and snapping. It has lost, there's like a handful of teeth just lying around, great big triangular daggers of bone. All right, I'm going to pull a Kong on it. Gotcha. I actually know what that means. Yeah, I'm going to grab the jaws and just pop it. Yeah, oh, just... You wrench the jaws open, there's a resistance, resistance, and then a terrible soft give and the thing's spasms stop. This is Adam talking. It probably would have been more humane just to snap its neck, but God knows where that is on this thing. <laughs> is it always this fun when you guys cross over here? No, I haven't been here before. Oh, wonderful. I, I mean, you're, not, you're... Not, not this part of the never-never, but, you know, usually, yeah, it's a fun time. I, you're the one that comes to Peter Pan land here. I have no idea what the heck to expect. That kind of thing, probably, more likely. I swear to God, if I see a pirate come charging through the undergrowth with a hook on his hand, screaming TikTok, I'm going to punch you. That's probably deserved. Uh. Um, I would be careful because things that you think tend to manifest themselves. Not true. Not true or also true? Not true. Come on, man. I'm trying to... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Um, gathering up my gun, reloading it. All right, I'm There's thinking... a long score in the barrel. Not yeah. through, just, you know, the bare metal shining through where one of the thing's teeth cut it. Damn. Look for some of them teeth that I knocked out. Oh, yeah, there's teeth lying all over the place, over by the uh, tree also. Gonna make me an Arthane. All right, now... Make me a ritual dagger when I get home. I am going to pitch up, pick up a Dino dagger. Dino teeth. Dagger. That's got to be worth something. So these exactly. things will exist when we cross back over? Find out, won't we? Yeah, what the hell? I'll take one. Honestly, don't know. Find out. It'll make I, a hell of a conversation in, piece for the shop. Turn into uh, ectoplasm? Might stick around. Find out. Okay. So maybe thinking about stuff makes it manifest? No. Yeah, no. it does. Doesn't. Better watch yourself. All right, I am thinking of a kick line of scantily clad rockset, ro- rockets. Rockets. The 1930s? What the hell, man? Come on. You weren't there. You didn't see them in person. No, I wasn't. <laughs> because I am young. Hey, the women back in the... Well, hell, women are women. <laughs> it's still deathly quiet. The forest is dead silent. There's the ruin of these two animals, one hulking like a, you know, it's like a grizzly bear, 
with what was left of its head soaking into the ground around it. The other, much smaller, probably only a little bit heavier than a professional linebacker, and it's all skin and bones. Hey, are those spears left? Yeah, there's uh, still two spears sticking out of that thing over, and it has landed over by the corpse of the other weird animal. What kind of heads on them? Find out. Yeah, I was going to see if I can wrench one out and take a look at it. We haven't been quiet, so we should probably get moving for too long before we draw any other unwanted attention. It has feathers on the end that look to be made or look to come from some animal that was made out of a rainbow. They're no earthly feathers. They're made of scintillating multi-hued light. Oh. All right, so how exactly does this stuff work? I wave this spear in Ezra's face. I don't know. The head We're in the center of magic, man. Fairy realms. That's the head made out of? I'm sorry. The head is made of sunlight and flame. I don't know. What I, I, that's new to me, sir. I say to Adam. Uh, I, I'm keeping this. In the fact, one you I'll pull pulled out. out. Oh, yeah. go ahead. In fact, I'll pull out the other one, too. <laughs> yeah. That one, you can see, was sticking all the way into the monster's gullet. It had gone through its back, spine, it looks like, and into the thing's gullet. I'm hungry. How about you guys? That's impressive and all, but it didn't seem to kill the didn't seem to kill it very well. I think that's more impressive on the creatures and than anything else that it kept moving with these things in it. Yeah. Right. Let's let's get moving before we've drawn to we've been drawing attention. Well, you know, if Logan starts giving me hell now, at least I got something to push through his heart. I don't think he's that kind of vampire. Little known fact, a uh, wooden stake through the heart will kill a lot, of, a lot of things. David, you hear a tiny whimpering sound from somewhere close by. It sounds like the base of one of these trees. Hang on, guys, I hear something. What? Sounds like a whimpering coming from over there. Not me. Well, <laughs> I didn't think it was Those you. battle cry, it's not girlish shrieks. Uh, you say potato, I say potato. Call I the whole say potato, sir. <laughs> you are frickin' Midwesterner. You step over the vest-clad body of this other thing, and... Vest-clad? Wait, vest-clad? Yeah. What now? Yeah, it's got a vest on. Well, hell, why didn't you say so, sir? We're gonna... It was kind of oh, busy. Let's continue. Let him describe the other thing. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you stop, I guess, seeing that. Well, you know, there was stuff going on, man. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a buckskin vest. It's fringed. It's got some beadwork in it. It's got a bracelet with shells and stuff on lizard-like arms. Wow. It has four legs, not unlike a canine's, and the whole thing is covered with soft grayish, brownish, red material, maybe halfway between fur and feathers, that tapers into a smooth, felt-like coat on this long, dolphin-like tail. Its head, at the end of a long, S-curved neck, is bird-like. It has two big eyes, 
crest of feathers, red feathers on like a black face, long beak with some teeth showing in the beak. Hmm. And it is savagely mauled. This thing clearly was killed by these other creatures. So it's got four legs and two arms, you said? And two arms, yeah. So kind of vaguely centaur-shaped? Yeah, sort of. Okay, I thought you said we were in the never-never, man. Oh, we are. This looks like something out of a sci-fi book. Well, the never-never covers a lot of area. So are we sure we're still on Earth? No. We are absolutely not on Earth. Yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty well certain we're not. Oh, this makes my head hurt. We're in the never-never, sir. David, a tiny head with a beak, oversized teeth coming out of the beak, poofy, scraggly feathers, and giant eyes peers out of some root bowls at you and then vanishes into the darkness the moment you notice it. Hey, little fella. You can hear soft whimpering coming from in there. Okay, I'm gonna just I'm gonna put I'm gonna put these pull these branches apart and try and get to you now. Don't don't run away. It's just And I continue to speak in that kind of tone as I as I separate the undergrowth trying to get to where this thing may have vanished. Yeah, you don't have to work very hard because it looks like just a branch was broken off of something and thrown over the opening in the roots here hastily. And inside, you see smaller versions of the person, animal, whatever, that Hmm. was lying outside. Uh, Two of them are much smaller. You could, like the size of a small dog, you could easily cradle them in your arms. The other one's a little bit bigger, like the size of a golden lab or something, and is trying to shield the others. It's backed up on its four legs, has its tail draped over them, and is holding on to the branches or the roots on either side of the opening, blocking the way with its body, staring at you with its big bird-like eyes. Hmm. How can I self-compel? Very easily. The, the only reason I bring that up is because this is hitting right to one of Adam's aspects. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, let's see. Blind Geek, it sounded like you were about to fill in the exact on that. Uh, no. Oh, okay, very good. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't remember the exact terminology, but let's see. da 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 Okay, you can spend a fate point to use it to make something happen for you. But basically, I think you can just do it without um, yeah, as far as self having com- to spend a fate point. Yeah, basically, um, you do that, and if I like it, which I'm probably going to, I think I give you a fate point. Yep. Just trying to figure out exactly what I should do because, well, I'm going to come over take a look at what's going on. It's like... Oh, man. Okay. So we have a dead parent, and now we have children. You mean me, Kimasabe? Ezra, don't start your crap. I'm not about to let these kids stay here. We need to find their their tribe, their family. I think we just killed their family. 
No, those no, things? No, no. no those look at those things. Those are big nasty monsters. Yeah. <laughs> this parent right here, old dolphin tail bird centaur thing. That's the parent. Okay. The parent's body, please. <laughs> Where? All I right, fine. I'll look at all I'll this. I got it. I got it. You, you two play parents. I will play I mortician. Them on the head so damn hard. Don't you're very strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kind of I look at like it. Swing I'm gonna drag the body some way. I hold my hand out like I would for like a puppy, a kitten, or a little kid just just take a look at. It looks back and forth between the two of you and speaks. Abba, Adusan Aswati, Abba. Do I know that language? Oh, oh. listen I, with your heart, then you will understand. I have scholarship, damn it. If they said Abba, <laughs> meaning father, that's Jewish. I don't know. <laughs> no, I it would know that from the underbrush. I know um, Jewish, that one Jewish. Do you think you have a skill that might? work for that? I have scholarship. I do. I have okay. been around for a very long time. Yeah, man, <laughs> give me a scholarship roll. Okay. That's why I put it at four. And three blanks and a negative. <laughs> three! No, it has some familiar sounds, like it sounds like it might be related to some West Coast... Indian tribes, but you've never really studied those languages because they were, and the people who spoke them, were pretty much extinct by the time you got here. Can I try it, a more modern language? Modern Native American on it? Oh, uh, sure. You can try something. Um, wish I knew something. <laughs> That's fine. Just tell me what you would be saying. Rest easy, little one. We mean you no harm. It blinks rapidly, great big wet eyes, you know, looking back and forth, and reaches out one finely scaled hand. It's got long, drooping fingers. It looks like a lizard's hand, tipped mm -hmm. with little claws, kind of like reaching out between you two, and it looks back at the others. We want to help all of you. Do you know where your family is? Aswata Awipati Aba Anikapata. And it uh it reaches out now, kind of like it's looking back and forth, it's clearly unsure about what it should do. Um I'm gonna pray for understanding and try to use see if conviction can give me a bit of insight into the language. Yeah, certainly. You can kind of, well... I mean, obviously listen you can get... With, listen with your heart, as yeah, you said. Yeah, I mean... Let's see. Ooh. Minus plus minus blank. Again, with the minus one. What the hell is up with today? Um, right there with you, man. <laughs> What's your total? Actually, hang on. Is that a plus? 
Shoot, I can't tell. Yes. I've got yes, it. it is. The GM says yes, take it. Yep, yeah, exactly. That's a... Uh, um, Okay, so that would actually be then a plus one, not a minus one. Um, so I'll take that. So that's six. Okay. Yeah, you just know that this thing's mother, when she put him in here with his two little sisters, told him that help would find them, that they had to stay quiet until help found them. And he's asking, like, if you're the ones that mother sent. Okay, whether hmm, he's a child, you can't be all complex. It's confused, uncertain. He needs an adult's hand at this point. Yeah, and in fact, that's exactly what I'm going to give him is an adult's hand. I reach out to uh, put a comforting hand on his... Uh, My outstretched hand doesn't mean damn thing, I guess. <laughs> well, no, he's, he was reaching out between you two Ah. and looking back and forth between you guys. I will relay what I gathered, and I'll let you take the action. How can you tell if they're boys or girls? You just know. I just champion of right. God, man, champion of Lift God. The cloaca. That's fine, but uh, I'm not lifting anybody's tail looking for a cloaca. Thank you. No, I just want to know: is that mom over there? I believe so. <laughs> Ezra is rolling it into a gully. Ouch. <laughs> Yeah, the body ah. tumbles down and disappears in a thick growth of fern. Ah. Just ah. vanishes. Ah. Out of the way. All right. Got it! Thank you, Ezra. No problem. <laughs> Wiping my hands on the back of David's shirt. Hey! One of the, one of the smaller ah. ones behind it whimpers again, ah. and the larger one reaches down and grabs its beak, holding it shut. No, no, no. Don't worry. I'm not here to hurt. Um, I'm, <laughs> Despite that one, I mean, a gesture yeah, at Ezra, we're not here preaching. to hurt. Mm-hmm. I, I, come on, I help kids all all the time. Yeah. And he just grumbles a lot. Yeah, I pull out a Snickers bar. Baby! Son of a bitch, you been pulling out on me? I could have used the Snickers hours ago. You shut up, you can lose the weight. Hey. <laughs> So it reaches out, takes the oh, takes the bar. I um, unwrap little... it first. You and your bohemian okay. friends. Yeah, I just I I'm not that stupid. I do unwrap it. <laughs> Looks at it curiously, and then starts to climb out, holding the bar awkwardly and reaching back to help the smaller, younger ones. I reach out to help. It takes your hand, but only to brace itself, <laughs> smearing okay. chocolate all over both of you, and reaches back pulls out one of the little ones and hands it over to you, David. I take him. It. And then reaches back, grabs the smaller one, even smaller than the first. This thing is like the size of a basset hound, and hands it over to you, Adam. Okay. I pick it up and perch it on my shoulder for the moment. Then it climbs out. You can see it's wearing a bracelet and has a leather thong around its neck, onto which is a knife with a handle of maybe antler and a blade of some dark chipped stone. Oh, wow. It takes that off, holds it in one hand, and is cradling the other arm to itself, kind of limps as it stands up, and then looks back and forth at you guys, eyes wide, 
a child looking for guidance. Like, okay, it's universal body language. Okay, grown-ups, now what? <laughs> I don't know if you can understand me, little one. And I kneel down so I can see him a little bit better. It cocks its head in a bird-like motion. Do you know where your home is? Where can we take you where you will be safe? It cocks its head to the other side, looks back and forth between all three of you, and then says something in that same fluting sort of language and takes your hand, Adam. Mm -hmm. It's scaly, but it's very smooth, almost silky. Mm. The scales, extremely fine. And chocolate all over its hand now. And yours starts leading you, looking back nervously at the whole group. All right, guys, follow along. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Remind me to get my wet naps out later. (laughs) It stops coming to a halt when it sees the wreckage of the first monster, looks over at the second one, and then visibly relaxes when it sees the second one leads you on a very wide detour around this whole clearing and then circling back toward the valley. I keep following and do my best to try to keep the little one calm on my shoulder and keep trying to talk to him. (laughs) It talks back and the language has familiar syntax and general sound to it, but um, you two clearly aren't communicating with each other, not on a words level anyway. It's not long before the forest starts to speak again. Insect sounds, the cries of birds, uh, rustling in the underbrush, thousands of unseen animals sprinting away from you everywhere you go. As long as they're not sprinting toward. You meet up with a creek, at which point the child picks up speed and begins taking you downhill following along the creek, explaining something about the creek in a almost nonstop monologue. Whoa, 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 careful, little guy. I'm a, I'm a lot bigger, but I'm also real clumsy on steep slopes. Come on, careful now. <laughs> on its four canine legs and with its long you tail. You didn't eat so many chocolate bars. I don't eat them. My hand, I'm out of that. Do you want a chocolate bar? Sure. And shut up. (laughs) I tossed him a chocolate bar. (laughs) This thing is sure-footed as it leads you through the forest and clearly knows the way. Before long, you're in a more level section. The forest thins out and you see the valley. You glimpsed it previously from the heights of the cliffs. But this is this broad rolling valley with a river braided through it. It's like braids of silver and blue shining in the grass. There's waist-high grass. It's like a very vivid yellow-green. Here and there are clusters of trees and mountains rising up in the distance. A herd of bison, it looks like, in the distance blackens a whole swath of the horizon off to one side where the lake would be in the real world, uh, at least from the photograph you guys saw, are the towering rocks that Ezra identified as your goal. And not far from there, in the direction the uh, child is leading you, is a village of low-domed earthen buildings with smoke coming up from some of them. 
anything you guys are doing during the journey, it's going to be like an hour's walk, which we're not going to go through every minute of. Oh, you don't want to do the Tolkien thing and describe every blade of grass and every hillock that we encounter along the way? If I had his narrative skill and could create as interesting a world as he, I would. <laughs> I don't think any of us are up for that. Mercury's going to eat the chocolate bar that he has been given. This little thing that's clinging to you for dear life, this little girl? I don't know. How would David think of this? I mean, it's clearly non-human. No, but it probably would remind him of Annie. Actually, I take that back. He doesn't eat the chocolate bar. He breaks off a piece of it and holds it out toward her. She barely uncurls. She's curled up as tight as she can get with her tail like partially wrapped around herself, mm -hmm. holding on to you with one hand and four legs, kind of digging <laughs> her claws into you. Um, but like barely uncurls enough to take it and then eats it like as if it's a tremendous secret, hiding its <clears throat> face against your chest. <laughs> Actually, you remind me more of a kitten than my little girl. But... It's all got awkward downy fluff and like big puff ball fur on its body. Its eyes are way too big for its head. <laughs> How about you, Ezra? Anything you're doing on the way? Just trying to ignore the saccharine alien children bonding between the two father figures. <laughs> <laughs> Wishing desperately that I remember to bring like some trail mix or Snickers myself. Also, more importantly, using my survival skills, trying to make sure that we don't get lost. Just trying to gotcha. keep an eye on where we're going. To the point, I'm probably making trail marks here and there on trees as we go. Oh, yeah. What's your survival skill at? My survival skill is at one, average. Oh. Yeah, I then you recognize trail marks. They're not of any type you would make, but you recognize them all as, over the place around as here. As such, yeah. Yes. All right. These guys, I'm already, picking, I'm already picking up the vibe that these guys have a Native American-esque culture, at least a lot of the earmarks it looks like, which makes sense if I'm looking for uh, Indian snake spirits. I'm finding reptilian Indians. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say that this place would have the aspect of well-blazed. Okay. So you could use that for any survival thing you need to. You recognize an area that's been sort of partially tended by people who go through it a lot. And that would probably mean there's areas where good plants and stuff have been tended to along the trails and that sort of thing. Right. So you continue to uh, move along. At one point, you reach the river. You can see fire rings set well back from it here and there. And across the river on the far side, rising up a full 12 feet on its hind legs is an enormous golden bear. Cool. It watches you warily. And then when you get some distance beyond, drops back down to all fours and goes back to fishing in the river. Hmm. So we have a freaking cave bear here. Possibly a whole clan of them. And the kid led us up to this? No, that's on the far side of the river. Okay, but the kid's people are apparently fine with the bears fishing on that side. Looks like it. If they're cool with it, I'm cool with yeah, it. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Bear was certainly keeping an eye on you guys, that's for sure. It looked kind of nervous. I'm, I'm leaving it alone. 
So, uh, you reach the village, and a stream of these creatures, clearly younger ones, from gambling awkward teenagers, all limbs and joints, to toddling can barely stay up even on all fours toddlers, are uh, streaming out, calling out what is probably a name over and over, and the younger ones, the one that's leading you guys and the ones in your arms, are now kind of struggling to, like, be free. I put them down. Yep. They run, join their friends from the village, and uh, there's a great swirling mixture. Cries are going up, and a a chant starts up. And behind this, you can see uh, several adults. There's a brace of powerfully built adults wearing vests, bracelets, necklaces, stuff braided into their feather crests each of them carrying two spears. And behind them is another one walking with a limp, patches of its hair or whatever that stuff is, missing, all white, all like shot through in the black of its head. Its crest is all white, highly decorated with beads, bones, and you know multiple necklaces. Hmm. There's probably a couple score more, but they're mostly hanging back at the entrances of their huts watching you guys intently. At the moment, Adam probably only has eyes for the kids, making sure that they're okay with their friends. Yeah, it looks like it. In fact, the oldest one is being borne up on the shoulders of his compatriots, and they're running toward a adult who's standing by the side of a hut, looking at them concerned. When he sees the children and who they're carrying, he runs forward, And as inhuman as he looks, the sounds of relief he makes are instantly recognizable. He sweeps them up in a hug Hmm. and is carrying them around. It's like the whole village almost clusters around them, including those who were hanging back. The two warriors approach you guys, spears leveled, eyes wary. I look at them, look at the apparent father or parent that swept up the kid. Mm Mm-hmm. If I can, I want to walk toward him, looking as unmenacing as possible. One of them sidles into your path. Mm -hmm. His crest goes up, and he's got the two spears. They were level. They come up, so they point toward your throat. You're uh, very aware of the heat coming off the flickering blades. I look down at the spears, look him in the eyes pull out the two spears that we got off the body and hold them palm out. And then I point to the parent gesturing. I want to give these to that guy. He nods and then, uh, raises his, uh, his spear to like to his eyes and points over toward the, toward the parent. The older one has, uh, has reached you now says something quickly to the warriors who like who back off and then, comes up before your group, crosses his arms, and stares. I hold my hand up and I'll be right with you. And I go over, because again, I care about the kids. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I go over to the obvious parent figure, and again, hold up the spears, palms out, not wielding them or anything, and offer them to him. Gotcha. And I'll deal with that interaction in just a moment. So, what are you two doing while... Adam is, uh, he's allowed to go off. The other warrior's following him, but at a distance. I am watching Adam go through all this. 
<laughs> this older one is sitting there kind of on its haunches, arms crossed, staring at you guys. It's too much to hope that you speak English, wouldn't it? He cocks his head, looks back and forth between you two, then looks at the ground at your feet. And uh, he's circling around. He, for all the world, looks like he's looking at your shadows. Okay, weird. Does he have a shadow? Yes, he does. Okay, everyone here is casting shadows. All right. Walks around behind you. Reaches out. David grabs your butt. Whoa, hey! I don't have a tail. <laughs> yes, we only have two legs. Maybe goosing <laughs> you is a greeting. I don't know. <laughs> I remember that next time I go out. <laughs> he gives your rump a firm slap and then continues his circle around, um, nods as if satisfied. I give his tail a tweak. He stops, looks up at you, and then... <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, you're very pale, but you're not ghosts. Hey, you do speak, speak English. English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Need to cut back on the smokes. Don't get enough. <laughs> you, you, um, you bring any tobacco? Afraid not. You sound like an Azakani Jew. He spits. <laughs> Why do you sound like a smart-ass kid? Well, Quay God made me. Just so. <coughs> I like this Was guy. told you would be coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bear Slayer, those are her spears. They uh, sure could be. Let's assume they are. Don't get fresh with me. Straight question. You found someone up there. Those are her kids. Yes, they were found in the body of an animal. Some predator. Mm. Big nasty teeth. Come with me to my hut. Tell me the whole story. And off to one side, it's the smallest, shoddiest looking hut. But it's got two poles in front of it with skulls on them. There's great big bear skulls, ram, deer, what look like a couple of skulls that might belong to these guys. Great pools of these piled high with skulls, and he leads you inside. Meanwhile, the creature that you're holding the spears out toward looks at you. Its eyes are watering. It blinks. It's got the two smallest children on its back. They're Mm -hmm. riding it. And it's holding the youngest one up against its body, shielding it with its arm. It uh, reaches out its palm as if to take the spears. I give them to him. Mufasa awakati. Sampo chapika. Amanish. I wish I could speak your language and let you know what exactly happened, but I'm just glad you're here to take care of the kids. Um, just to let you know, they might be hopped up a little bit on sugar. Uh, (laughs) it's nodding very solemnly as though you were delivering a speech at a funeral Um, that little one there he was really brave but he also went through about four snickers so he's probably going to be bouncing off the walls for a while (laughs) especially if he's never had candy before I'm just giving you a fair warning And it points at the ground. All right, I look at the ground. It shakes its head. And although it has no expression on its face, something about its body language, you can see it's like when a person gives a brief, sad smile. 
just something about the set of its shoulders and everything is so human that that comes across. It disappears into its hut briefly, leaving you with the kids, the oldest of which is gabbling up at you again. What's that verb? Gabbling. Gabbling. Yeah, when one gabbles. All right. I pat the kid on the head and it's like, all right, you're better off than most of the kids I deal with. At least you still got folks. Beak is all smeared with chocolate, hands smeared with chocolate, chocolate in its feather furs. Uh, You're definitely going to wash up because, you know, that, that stuff, well, it's good. I mean, I'm, you know, I like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> the, the adult comes back out and holds out a necklace to you. Looks like maybe it's woven of leather and hemp mixed together in an intricate braid. And it's got a uh, carved bone figure of a bear. All right. On one hand, I know I probably shouldn't take this. But on the other hand, I know I'd insult the hell out of him if I don't. So I take it and bow. He explains something very slowly and solemnly, then points at his own chest, points at your chest, and points at his hut while he's explaining. I hope you're just inviting me to sleep over because I don't swing that way if you're going the other way. That's... Just, I, I'd be honored to stay the night with you, but I better go catch up with my friends. And I, I point over to where David and Ezra are. He nods and then makes a sweeping motion with both lizard-like hands. I offer it, my... As if shooing you in that direction. Okay. Well, I offer my hand to him first. He takes it solemnly in both hands and crushes as if to crush your bones. Oh, male hand grip. All right, I get this. I do the same thing. <laughs> He takes in a deep breath and draws back, looks at you anew, and then nods respectfully. Let's go. All right. So, in the elders... Hit on the head again, and then I go over. (laughs) In the elders' shabby hut, there's a fire burning in the center. The place reeks of sage smoke. The little hole in the roof doing very little to dissipate the aroma. The inside is vividly painted in a a tapestry showing scenes of village life, uh, hunting, what might be some magic or something going on, because there's simplified versions of these people and lightning coming out of their hands and all kinds of stuff like that. Right. So, Uh, tell me what happened. I will tell him, leaving really nothing out, basically from starting with us entering the forest. I don't need to tell him how we got here. How we ran across the uh, dead body and then were attacked by the uh, land sharks, or whatever they call them. And we killed them. Saw that the one had already been wounded by bear slayers and spears. And then see how we found her children and how we respectfully took care of the body. (coughs) This was... (coughs) This was Luke's highest first hunt. Otherwise, Bear Slayer would never have been away from the village. We've all been staying closer since the Destroyers came. (coughs) Who are the Destroyers? The creatures you slew. There's more of them? Yes. And they have learned to stay away from our village, but they are growing hungrier and bolder every day. Oh, something is wrong. Uh, these are creatures out of legend, dark legend from the oldest times when the world was young. Mm-hmm. 
and not fully or rightly formed. Their presence here does not bode well. <coughs> but <laughs> it was a sign that outsiders would be coming. Outsiders who would deal with the great powers <clears throat> and help to make things right. Don't say. No, I do say. I just said it. Right. Um, so where are these destroyers coming from? <coughs> oh, this place, the spirit world, is vast. It contains many other worlds. They come from another. They are driven from it by something. You see it in their bodies. <coughs> Wounded, emaciated, sick. When any spirit is like this, it becomes vicious, uh, even more so than these. <coughs> so they're from further deeper into the never-never, and something's driving them out to Hugh. Ah, uh, that doesn't sit well with me at all. That sounds like trouble. Yes. With a capital <clears throat> Castadon. He looks up. You do not seem to be of the blood. <coughs> How do you know that word? I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, you do. You just spoke the word. No, I don't know what you mean by of the blood. The blood. <coughs> the blood of the older ones who come through here a long time ago. <coughs> when my grandfather was young. You mean the Atlanteans? I do not know this word, but they were of the blood. Ancient blood, the first blood. I do my research. I'm a shaman like you. <clears throat> well, well, not like Not like, you, like okay. he says it like exactly you, no. the same time. So Chance, Chances are good, not like you. The shaman. Probably better. A warrior. And a spirit man. Yes. He says shaman and points with all five fingers, hand level at you, Ezra. When he says warrior, he's pointing at you, David. And when he says spirit man, uh, he's pointing at you, Adam. Oh, okay. Wasn't sure if I got to the ten or not. <clears throat> this is good. This is good. <coughs> Adam's a spirit man. What? That's a new one on me. I like that better than some of the names I've been called. Yes. Many spirits reside in him. He is made of many, <coughs> but he is one. <laughs> Look, <coughs> I really don't have time to explain it all. Maybe you should open the door and get rid of the sage smoke. You're seeming bad off. No, this is the only thing that helps. Really? <sighs> I am not long for here. I am very old. <coughs> I know I don't look it. Oh, no, no. He shakes his head. Uh, I would go forth, if I were a century younger, to see the great powers. Uh, but you must do so <clears throat> in my stead. You are now of the blood of the clan. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, we knew this day was coming. So, when you go to the great rock... You will be met. <coughs> you will be met by the trickster. Uh, uh, but uh, he is also the one who made the world and made us as well as you. I cannot speak to his motives. None know them, but deal carefully with him. Are we talking about Raven? <laughs> <And the> coyote. <laughs> yes. 
Raven took all the credit. It's one of the many things that makes Coyote cranky. Don't speak of Raven around him. I urge you, spirit man. Uh, point well taken. I apologize if I offend him. Oh, no, not me. Uh, come to think of it, don't speak of wolf um, or porcupine or sparrow or bison, um, nor bear. Uh, certainly not rainbow and... F- <clears throat> For the love of whatever gods you hold, not snake. Just for keep it nice, coyote-centric discussion. <clears throat> yeah, that's good. That's good. Flattery also. Flattery's okay. good, too. Oh, don't gamble with him. <clears throat> uh, God, no. no. All right, so no mention of Br'er Rabbit or Anansi or anything like that. Oh. <clears throat> no, no. I don't even know who those are, but just don't. Theoretically, there are other aspects of him. Oh, okay. That might be okay, then. It depends on if he knows about them or not. He fucks up sometimes. <laughs> That's part of the reason why so many people love his stories. Mm, mm, it's not so funny if you have to live them. Why people love me. Uh, well, as shamans, uh, we owe some fealty to all spirits, huh? Sure. I- yeah. All right, so oh, no, no, gam- a, no gambling, no wisecracking. Really. Uh, warrior, <clears throat> you are silent and strong. <clears throat> I was told to be sure that you remember your loyalties. Now, I need my nap. Oh, my beauty sleep. Where's this great rock we're supposed to go to? Or- what about the two you giant can- rocks right outside town? You- um, Am I right? You're- yeah. And also, you guys had spotted those earlier. When you oh. first looked out over, well, it was some time ago for the players. It was not very long ago for the characters. Uh, you looked out over the valley using the sight, and you saw these mesas, which appeared to have been partially fashioned. Um, right. They had the tier yes. uh, structure, like not unlike the ones we saw out at the cult. Yep. And uh, there was like a, a cave mouth which had been like smoothed and perfected and around it, it had a a huge carving of a serpent. All right. So that is the same great rock. All right. So we need to go coincidentally right where we're going to go. All right, then. (laughs) Coincidence. (laughs) You should know better. (laughs) I should know better. Your warrior does. Now go. I'm getting cranky. Yeah. Don't mess his with the head, old guy when he's cranky. His head flops back at an unnatural angle, eyes open, and he starts snoring. I was going to offer him some of my chocolate bar, but I guess it's moot. Yeah, I'm tapped at the moment. I, I don't got any more chocolate on me. <laughs> well, you still have plenty of chocolate on you. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to hold out my hand for Ezra to lick. That's a little bit... <laughs> yeah, Exactly. I need a lot more beer before we get that far. I got a packet of nerds. You want a packet of nerds? Uh, why the hell do I even have these? I hate nerds. Dude, they're kind of know it alls. You know what I mean. So you guys are just hanging out in the old guy's hut talking? No, no we're, gonna, no, we're, walking, we're walking, walking and talking. We're, walking. Okay. Okay. we're doing the Aaron Sorkin thing. I'm going to pretend I know who that is. Actually, no, enlighten me. Aaron Sorkin is the guy who wrote uh, the first four seasons and the, arguably the 
best seasons of the series The West Wing. He also oh, wrote okay. A Few Good Men. He wrote, um, but he's kind of famous for The Walk and Talk. Gotcha. Or, I missed yeah. all of those. Oh, they're, it's a good show. But that's neither here nor there. I only know the line about the Cubans and breakfast from uh, the other one. Oh, yeah. Uh, he also wrote The Social Network. Um, other things. So he's, that, done, he's done some good stuff. Sports Night. Yeah. So Walk the... The ground rises up, becomes increasingly stony. There's great big blocks of stone. They look half natural, half finished. And there's like a narrow path that starts twisting, zigzagging back and forth. There's poison ivy all over the sides of it and poison oak. And uh, up at the top of it, sitting on one of these large blocks right before where the terraced sort of step-like structures that lead up to the cave start, you see it's a coyote, man-sized, upright, wearing a jersey for like the New York Knicks, big old baggy shorts, backwards ball cap with a sticker on it. I always picture coyote. Sunglasses iPad, earbuds in, like rocking out. You can clearly hear something. It's like, you know, one of those bands, puddle of circle of knots of mud, you know. <laughs> he, uh, he perks up, lowers his uh, shades down on his muzzle, waves, and then, like, jumps down into the poison oak, disappearing wholly into a giant thicket of it for a moment. Oh, Coyote, you're pretty tricky, but you're not going to trick me into falling into the poison oak. <laughs> what, dog? He says, well, shouts, coming out, and then takes his earbuds out. What, dog? <laughs> I said, Coyote, you're very clever, but you're not going to trick me into going into the poison oak with you. Yeah, poison well, oak? Just shake his hand. <laughs> he looks back. <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? Leaves a three, let it be. Leaves a four, smokes some more. Yeah, 420. Oh, my God, I think I hate coyote. <laughs> <laughs> so, dogs, what's up, man? You guys here to see the snake or what? We he's doing this see. weird, he's swaying his upper body like back and forth when he does that with his legs standing stock still. We would, yeah, we're here to see one or more snakes. Purely business. We'd love to hang out with you, Coyote, because you're cool, but, you know, work's work <laughs> and <sighs> stuff. Obviously, bro, everyone wants to hang with the sea man. Yeah. Oh, God. I think the modern world Oh, yes. Left. Actually, good point. So, um, I had a message from your god, because he and I were like this. <laughs> I'm sure. They really? Twine, they twine around each other several times when he holds up his fingers. Yeah. No, no, seriously. Like, okay, so get this, right? Like, um, no, you know, I mean, I made the world Lance and everything. Job. And, and he's he's going through that and, you know, but it's cool, man. I mean, you know, he's like, like, he is using many of my patents. He is a fine fellow. Let him continue. You know what I mean? Sure. Okay, so anyway. Wait, Patton? I always yeah, told you God had a sense of humor, pal. 
So, okay, okay, okay. So Yahweh um, was hanging out with my cousin um, from Egypt. You probably know him. And, uh, you know, they both love the whole coming back from the dead thing. It's a shtick with them. So he was hanging out. And um, my cousin said that there were some posers in your town. And so Yahweh was like, hey, I know a guy. He can take care of it. Uh, and then my cousin told me about that and asked me to pass on the message to you. Your cousin Osiris? Is that my correct in guessing here? What? No, man. Anubis. Come on. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, coming God, back to pay that. attention. No, well, dude, no, I, like, don't, I, I don't. No, 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 no. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> oh, Coyote, come on. Don't leave a brother hanging like that. No, oh, I can't leave you hanging. He holds out his paw like in a fist. I'll knuckle up with him. <laughs> Boom, bro hoof. Okay, so. Oh, God. Um, Is that what they call it out there? <laughs> so, what do you say? David, the Mercury man, my main man, wouldn't want to put your daughter in the hospital if you say no. I say I don't know that I trust you. It's not me. It's a message from Yahweh. That's what you say. Yeah, that is what I say. And I don't know if I trust you. Yahweh. I say Yahweh. I say Yahweh. You may say Yahweh, but I may say no way. No, 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 no. Keep that going. Keep that going. He starts beatboxing. You may... (laughs) I may... You may... You may say Yahweh, but I may say no way. Oh, okay. Okay. Man, you... You got pretty good rhythm for a white guy. I'm pretty fly, too. He cocks his head. Okay, so yeah, that's the deal. Um, Anubis says there's posers in your town. Yahweh wants you to get it taken care of. And I'd take it as, um, well, it just would be really cool. And also, if you do that, then that frees up my day. So then I can prevent the car accident that's about to happen to your little girl. Okay, I'm going to do a conviction roll here. Take a step away from Mercury. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a... Okay, I'm, get over here. I am going to hide behind you really quick. <laughs> Guy. Why am I always the Michi? Never mind. You're meaty and shieldy. I can't help it. Play God, I mean whoever made you. Okay, plus one, it's six. Because I want to see if I'm getting a vibe that indicates that this guy's telling the truth. Because it's Coyote. I know enough about Coyote to know that I'm not going to take it at face value. Mm-hmm. Coyote hanging out with uh, Yahweh explains a lot of the Old Testament, though. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, I think they were smoking peyote then. No. Could be. Yahweh was just having a bad... Blame Job a lot, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. Oh yeah, that stuff. That was uh, that was subcontracting. Yeah. See, I'm convinced the New Testament came about as soon as he had his son. Well, I mean, you're starting to get into the Gnostic stuff and all that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this later. Well, yeah, I mean, parenthood <laughs> changes a person. Come on. Uh, so, so, what do you got there, David? Six. Okay. So, yeah, you get the feeling as everything that you're hearing is true. Okay. Hey, you, you, hung out, you hung out with uh, y- Yahweh Coyote? No, no, my cousin hangs out with him. Oh, I, have you it, met him? He and I, I mean, he's he's okay, but like he's taking like? a lot of the credit for my gig and um, like, and he's doing remixes that I don't really like. And, you know, so it's like, 
you know, I got no problem with him, but right now we just we can't really be around each other. As annoying as he is, it seems like he's telling the truth. Well, why wouldn't he? <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not shitting you, man. Seriously, like van, little girl, hospital. But, 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 coyote runs in the way. Van driver's like, "Oh shit, what was that?" Pulls off to the side, wraps himself around a telephone pole, fucking splatters down the street. Hilarious. Little girl's fine. David. Yes. Can I point something out? Oh, the choice isn't Dave. Then it also gets Anubis off my back because that guy. Oh my god. What's Anubis like? Oh, God. That's so serious. So serious. You don't even know. I am the Lord of the Dead and the Keeper of the Afterlife. I must attend to my solemn duties, cousin. Not all of us may be as carefree as you to wicker and women. God. Like, uh, those like aren't even total, real words, man. Like a total grant, uh, ant and grasshopper thing, huh? Oh. No, those guys are hilarious. You know, did I tell you about Ant? He's starting off on a story unless someone stops. Oh, God, you know what? We have things to do and people to see. Let's go talk to the giant snake. Uh, Gotta talk to snakes. Yep, business. Sorry, man. We'll hang out later. Okay, okay. okay. Van, hospital. Take take it. Take it easy, dog. Well, look, uh, there's really only like one hospital, so at least you'll know where to find her, right? I mean, she'll probably live. We're taking care of it. Which means you got to take care of your bit, right? No, man. I told you. If you... I'm not talking to you. David, 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 listen. Come here. Let's wrap. Let's wrap. Let's be serious. God, you're annoying. But what? Sit down. Over the shoulder. We don't have time to sit down. Now his aspect's coming into play. Actually, time flows differently in here. We We actually probably got some time. Do you know, I don't need to hear it. We don't have time. To take a fate point, please, Um, Ezra and David. (laughs) We don't have time to be screwing around here, especially if she's in danger. Say what you have to say and be gone. Okay, listen. Right now, you're stuck in a moment and you can't get out of it. (laughs) I can do that. I can walk around time. I can inhabit the corners of time, like my buddies the Tindalos. So this (laughs) hasn't happened yet, but Uh. it will and I can stop it when, if, before it happens. But if you take care of this thing for Anubis for me, which your boss endorses. That's so you, you say. I'm not sure. Right. That's... But it, listen, 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 listen. But if you don't do that. Want it in writing? Wait a minute. No, I'm, but thou shalt have I, I, no I, I, other gods before me, which means right why would Yahweh me, man. be before? No, dude, that just means he wants top billing. That is before. That's what yeah. he means. Like, keep me at the top of any list. Well, actually, you know, Dave, they, the ancient. Uh, I'm talking the ancient, to this guy. I'm talking to several honey, other guys. Honey, I elbow Ezra. Oh, honey, sorry. honey, the men are speaking. <laughs> okay. Oh, coyote. So I'll get to you Hello, in a moment. Brother. Ezra. Okay. So I wonder why if, I'm an atheist. If I'm not busy dealing with this whole thing for Anubis, then I can run in front of that truck, cause this guy to go all water balloon on a telephone pole. I understand. I got the the metaphor. And then your little girl will stay out of the hospital. So whether you believe me or not, as far as where the message comes from, uh, you can bet your blood 
and you literally are, then I'm telling the truth about the accident. Making an offer you can't refuse. Yeah, but when is this going to take place? You're, you go it's, backward and forward through time. This could be it's, 15 it's, years it's, from now, and I'm I may... Trying to, I'm trying to explain. I'm trying to explain. It's going to take place while you're in there dealing with, you know, Sifil and, and Nagini and... <laughs> At least they're not named Yig. I'm not going to worry about it. If... I'm not free to take care of it. That's when it's going to happen. While you're in there wasting your time talking to scaly face and mumble tongue. A lot of respect for other gods going on here. Unless I go back out. Ted, David, right. a word please. Right. If, you, if you take off now, you'll totally be pursuing a righteous path because this is something that Yahweh asked you, asked you to do. On You know, it's on behalf of another god, but whatever. I... This is my thing. I get communication from Yahweh. I don't need a go-between to give me a message from him. Man, mysterious, had that, mysterious ways, ineffable plan. I have never had that happen before. Well, first time for everything. I mean, mm. hey, this could be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. No, or it could be the beginning of a... Ezra. All right, look, you yeah. guys go have your powwow. Ezra, come here. Oh, shit. Come here, come here, come here. I want to talk to you. Okay. So, up-and-coming wizard, right? I'm top of my game, yeah. White Council still have their staffs jammed up their asses? Oh, of course, yeah, but, you know. Okay. Unless. That guy from Chicago, though. Woo, man. I like him. So, uh, here's the thing. You don't need to go up there. I'm... To find answers. I can tell you everything you need to know. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Like what? I made the world. Do you think I don't know what's going on in it? Oh, sure. More than well, that, you think I want it destroyed by... Right. So, instead of going up there, you stay here, rap with me, I'll give you the lowdown... I'll give you the inside scoop. Sure. I'll give you the info. Right. And, um, you know, maybe uh, you could do a couple things for me on the side, and um, I'd be more than willing to help you out. You know, uh, I don't have a lot of what you would call good followers. He rolls his eyes. And I could really use somebody who's kind of a straight shooter down there to do the occasional odd job for me. You want to set? You want me to? You want to be my patron on Earth? Yeah, like on a on a job to job, freelance, at will contract kind of basis. I'm a lawyer. I'm sure. Well, I actually, I'm the lawyer. I'm the original lawyer. Uh, what's in it for me? Uh, I just told you all the knowledge, all the knowledge that you need to figure out this whole thing. Um, plus, uh, you know. Uh, you get to work for Coyote. Come on. I mean, you'll be drowning in tail, first of all. Oh, there's that. Huh? Huh? All right, Coyote, you got yourself a deal. Uh, he spits in his hand. There's a puff of flame and a little voice, evil, and a skull that flies away from it. He holds out his hand. <laughs> I'm a little taken back by the evil. <laughs> he grins. I, I know that. 
what I know, Coyote is often bad but never evil. So, and I can get, I can dig that. So it was a, it was a cartoon skull. Yeah, I got that part. <laughs> the voice told me that much. Good. I will spit in my hand and shake hands with him. There is a tremendous shock. It goes from the soles of your feet and shoots straight out the top of your head. And it's like the best high combined with that one time when you had the perfect drunk. And then also like the best orgasm ever. Oh, yeah, it's the thrillception. Yeah. (sighs) And I think we're in trouble. Dave says to Adam. You thought I was annoying before. That leaves you reeling and high as shit on the floor of a strip club. Okay, so guys, Ezra's gone. All right. So, one down, two to go. One satisfied customer. Who's next? Who's who's next? Who's next? Uh, We're done here. Okay, cool. You and I are done, no problem. Dipple, baby. Dipple, Don't. baby. Okay, Don't. you're right. I'm, that was you disrespectful. That was disrespectful, and I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I understand what you've been going through the last couple hundred years. Believe me, I know what it's like. Really? No, I do. I, there was one time that okay. I made myself into a squaw accidentally, uh, and I lost all my powers. And um, then my body started falling apart, and that was really no fun. So, you know I'm not stitched together from corpses. It, no, I absolutely understand that. It's nothing so crude. I mean, you're a luminous being, not this crude matter. So, Looking uh, at the Carl Sagan on me, all right. Yoda, but... Yoda, <laughs> God damn it! It's been a while since I've seen that film. Whatever. Oh, it, it's strikes a... back. God damn it! It's the best scene in the film. <laughs> oh, Ezra is just so ranting. Has, on yeah, it's just ranting in the strip club for no reason. Okay. He's <laughs> got this chill going over his spine. So, here's the thing. I knew your father. I knew him pretty well too. I knew him at least as well as you. He and I had some very serious discussions. And he passed on a lot of his learnings to me. Combine that with the fact that I'm the numero umo, primero magico gallo. I mean, I made all of this by accident. He's pointing at like the entire never-never and perhaps the world and all worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought maybe a fellow like you might be interested in starting a family. You son of a bitch. Hey. Probably literally considering you're a coyote. No, yeah, that's actually, well, I created myself, but that's, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> no, really, I can, I can set that up for you. I happen to know where someone who would be very interested in you is. And I happen to know how to make you two compatible. Why? I like you. Coyote? Hmm. You know me. You know yep. my father. Yep. All right. 
you realize my father was a philosopher. Mm -hmm. So you realize that my core belief, one of them, is to question everything. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You also know that I'm a scholar, and I've traced down books, myths, and legends for centuries. It's not long, but you know you had you had to do with you know, with what you had to work with. Yeah, I know it's not very long, but you also have to admit that I probably heard every frickin' story. Well, maybe not all of them, but a whole hell of a lot of them about you. Mm-hmm. Okay. How can I believe word one that's coming out of your mouth from the guy that, hmm, let me see, uh, had sex with his own daughters. Oh, that was uh, great. Yeah. Wound up in Africa as a spider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Good times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should I go on with this list? Of no, stuff? no, no. We both know where we're going. So you know that I've been around. I know. Yeah, you have been around. And there are times where you're very good. And then there are times where you're utterly and completely full of shit. Tell you what, all beliefs must stem from the foundation that we can believe. Hmm? So why don't flip a coin for it? Hmm. 50-50. Well, of course. Then I've I got also one. Gotta, I'm sure, I'm you, sure do. you do. Jenks, you owe me a Coke when we get back. Yeah, hey, sounds good. I'll take one for myself, too. Oh, I could totally go for some Coke. He pulls out a little white bag. <laughs> Not that kind. Puts his nose in it. Inhales the entire thing. All right. No, just... (laughs) You're also talking about other gods, and you're saying that all other gods have cribbed from you. Mm, Not necessarily all other gods. Yahweh has taken the credit for my work and is doing some remixes, but... All right, so for sake of argument, what about gods that are older than you? Well, tell you what, we can have this whole discussion later after you make your decision. You want to go up there and waste your time with the cold blood twins, or do you want to get hot blooded? You know what I mean? You know what, Coyote? You were so. Blooded, check it and see. He's singing to himself. Yeah. I draw the gun. No, I, I look at David and I'm like, no. Okay. You had me. Up until the point where you brought sex into it. Yeah, okay. We're done here. You don't know what you're missing. Don't say uh, I didn't try. You you did try. I'll give you credit for that. Thank you very much. I appreciate the offer. Dave and I are going to go talk to the snakes. Shame about her. She's so lonely. Well, if it's destined to be, it's destined to be. If it's not, I always got Rosie Palm and her five sisters. I don't need that image. I really don't. You're welcome. (laughs) Come on, man. I just squeaked out, Coyote, I win. (laughs) He's scratching at himself. Oh, God. What was that? Poison sumac? Oh, oh, God. And he he goes goes wandering off down the hill. So I okay. think this is about the time where we usually call it, unless yeah. I'm mistaken. Nope, you're, yeah. it's actually laughter, and I'm hungry, so I'm going to... Yeah, it's 9.07 here. <laughs> but good game. This was Thank you. Very good. I took me some directions I wasn't expecting. I'm a little bit worried now, because now we're stuck in the Never Never without a wizard to get us out. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. I I will. We will. Love will find a way. God will 
yeah. See us through or some more agnostic way of phrasing that. No, you, you do happen to have a champion of God on your side and, uh, yeah, you know, God has a way of arranging things. Yeah, so I'm not too concerned. If Coyote had just left it with the possibility of children, that would have been good. Yeah, but... No, it really wouldn't have. It's Coyote. Yeah, I know, but... The, the oh, are we, that, wait, I, are we still I, in... That was in character. Okay, dropping the character now. Okay, dropping the character. No, it would, it would have been really bad, but <laughs> that would have been Adam's weakness right there, yeah. the possibility of actually having kids of his own. Yeah, he just messed it up. Well, and I'm worried as a player because I think... Like, I heard what you said about everything that I heard is ringing true, which means Dave, despite the fact that he turned him down, is wanting to get the hell out of the Never Never as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, because just because those two were tricks doesn't mean this one was. But I still stand by the fact that I oh, think well, I made it a good in-character choice because he hasn't gotten a lot of... I mean, he's gotten messages from God before, and it hasn't needed to have a third party. Yeah, it comes as a, as a feeling. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been an angel anyway if it was a messenger? Possibly. It probably wouldn't. It certainly would not have been through another God. So. I'm kind of wondering how badly I screwed myself at making a bargain with Coyote, considering, like, I feel like, um, I've got a pretty good image in my head of what Coyote is like, but that could be real. Realize it could be radically different from how the GM is running Coyote. <laughs> I may have screwed myself on that. I was a little surprised. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't a contract signed in blood. It was just in uh, cartoon demons. I would say your character is highly learned, or excuse me, learned. Yeah. Um, so you probably don't have too many misconceptions about... Uh, almost anything in the magical world. You put a lot of points into that. And um, I'm a punk, but I'm not so much of a punk that I would make that investment a waste. Okay. We'll work out the mechanics of that, but basically you've got a patron these days. Yeah, I figured that, yeah. <laughs> mechanically, I kind of knew it's like, oh, I've got this romanticized version of Coyote along with Eris and all that just from my Discordian background. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I forgot. Many cultures, Coyote's not quite as lovable. <laughs> well, harmless. on Thursdays, it's your turn in the apple. <laughs> Yay. So let's see. We'll, like I said, we'll deal with the mechanics that, that later. That handbook, too, also gave me a, <laughs> a, <laughs> a pretty pro-Coyote view of things. I keep forgetting, oh, that's not, that's not binding in anything else other than Nuisha. <laughs> well, you'll find out, I guess. Yes, I will. And oh, well. I think you can probably take care of the, the patron stuff yourself. I think you've got enough refresh that you don't just become an NPC. Sponsored magic. I don't know. I'll find out, won't I? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll take a look at it and we'll get it figured out. So next time, I'd like to start in the cave with you guys. You're continuing forward and you're going to try to speak with these uh, snake spirits, snake it sounded spirits. like. yep. Okay. So we'll uh, deal with you guys starting that journey, and then what I'd like to do is I'll run two things parallel. Uh, do like a scene or two with you guys, go back to what's happening with Ezra. Does that sound okay to you guys? Sounds, Sounds great good. to me, yeah. I love jamming this kind of thing, so yeah, you're in for a, you're in for a treat. Excellent. It's always fun doing the, oh, okay, we're going to cut back. Good. As long as that's something that everyone can enjoy, I'm more right. than comfortable with like doing the it. Worst possible moment. 
So before we go, any outstanding things, plans of action for next time, questions that you guys want to help each other remember? This is just another side concern. The snakes that we're going to go talk to. Mm -hmm. I realize it's about this one demon Cthulhu thing that's coming through, the problems that are happening. Weren't we also going to talk to him because uh, Ezra thought that they were helping him? Yes. One of the reasons, yes. Yeah. Doesn't that mean us showing up without Ezra is kind of giving them a big middle finger? This is going to be entertaining. should certainly be interesting. Well, it's not like we showed up without him on purpose. I didn't expect to get teleported. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have words later on about consorting with trickster gods. Pagan gods, no less. Yeah. Not like he sold his soul... To a demon. <laughs> Not to a demon. Oh, my soul is a business. Uh... Oh, so you're renting. Soul selling usually is. <laughs> and so many souls. You put like, I do something for him. Back scratching is what it is. It's all back. Okay. Quid pro quo. So it's a yeah, lease with an option to buy is what you're saying. As no. David might say, he'll uh, cross your palms with silver. Yep. Uh boy. Yeah. I know that story really well, too. <laughs> too right. So it sounds like you guys have things pretty well in mind. Shall we meet next week? Sounds yeah. Good. All right. Thanks, guys. This was just perfect to fix kind of a funk because of everything that had you know had been going on and yeah, everything yeah. else. So We're gonna continue I, with this next week then. I hope so. Okay. That's what I'd like to do if we so now, with you guys. Now no we've just sort of had Logan sort of disappear. Are we just gonna? Right. Okay. That was last time we talked. About I thought it, we were... that was kind of what you guys said. You wanted to just sort of pretend like he had not been there and pretend he had always been sort of a minimal character. Oh, and see, I, I had come away with a completely okay. different understanding of what we had decided. <laughs> okay. I was initially talking about doing him as an NPC, but then folks were like, uh, that might not work so well. And so. That's right. I vaguely remember. Because we didn't have his permission and we didn't want to step on. Right. But he'll still be around. He's still definitely connected to all your characters, especially to David. And a ally in the white court is not a bad thing to have. So I'll be expecting you guys to lean on that from time to time, and I'm prepared for it. Cool. Sounds like a plan. I like it. Yep. And as for Dungeon World, what I'd like to do, Josh, if it's okay with you, uh, I think we talked about this, but get to kind of the end of maybe this part Right, dealing with the snakes, spirits, and stuff, and then I'd like to go back to the dungeon so we can get you to a good point too, and also I can find out what's going on with that tunnel. Fine with that, no problem. Awesome. To your right. See you guys next week. Yep. And there it is, as it was. Hope you enjoyed that. We would love to hear your feedback about this. There has been, as we said at the end, some interesting directional change in this story. And I know how we felt when it was happening. I'm curious how you guys feel. So if you haven't already liked us on Facebook, feel free to do so and comment on Facebook page. That is where the discussions can be had. It's on our web 
blog at mpmjetpack.com or just do a search for Monkeys Took My Jetpack. Jetpack is one word, and it'll come right up. Or, if you're really feeling adventurous, you can leave feedback to our email address, feedback at mtmjetpack.com. We'd love to hear from you there as well. Either way, you're sure to get a reply. So, until next time, that's it from me. This is Blind Geek, thanking you for listening and reminding you that your imagination is just like a jetpack. You gotta keep it fired up, and always, let it soar!